What? I thought there was something wrong with my screen, but it's actually part of your contraption. Oh, this or this or this. Your erection, yeah. (laughs) You can see that. It's very hot, so I'm not wearing any pants. Hello. Hello! You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and break it down track by track. You could say we take what's in our heads and put it into this podcast. And on the turntable this week, it's In Our Heads by Hot Chip. This is the second time we've given a ride out for Hot Chip after uh, a hugely successful album release last year. Uh, for a bath full of ecstasy, uh, which ended up one of our top five albums of the year. It was, in fact, our number one album of the year. <laughs> Sorry, my memory's terrible these days, Dan. Oh, Horn, not to worry. It's it's not your age, it's the current climate. Uh, but we're back today to talk about something uh, from a little further back. So from the year... 2012 olympic year a happier time in the uk wasn't it a jubilee year not only was it a olympic year a jubilee year but hot chip also released an album and they released in our heads and there are some stunning tracks on this album dan i think this just might be my favorite hot chip album and obviously there's so much to love on all of them and you and i are massive fans of the band but something about this collection from the off to the stop um i love it all and for the uninitiated hot chip are an english electro indie pop rock dance band who were formed in 2000 uh you've got alexis taylor joe goddard al doyle owen clark and felix martin uh, occasionally supported by rob smoton and sarah jones as well uh and they've got a amazing back catalogue we could talk about Hot Chip till the cows come home. From, and we will. From Worthy Farm, uh, because... Well, actually, they can go home to Worthy Farm this year because uh, they can have free run of the fields. Yes. But Hot Chip? No. Well, they could do, if, if that's allowed at that point. Uh, but the cows, they don't have to be... Where do, they, where do all the cows go from Worthy Farm? They go to what they call the Mootel, which is a, a big... I think you can see, actually, from the, from the Glastonbury site... But it's a big uh, shed, I suppose. Um, I'm sure it's very nice inside. And that's where they spend their few weeks in June while the, um, while the festival is being set up and taken down. So Hot Chip have had many albums uh, over the last, God, good Lord, 20 years they've been uh, on the go good. for. Good God. I'm proud to say I've enjoyed them live a number of occasions. Yes, we've seen them live together. Last year, didn't we, Ali Pali? I think we've seen them separately at Glastonbury and, and over different years, and then probably other venues as well. But they, they, they're just fantastic live, aren't they? One of my favourite live bands of all time. Yeah, and aside from the aggressive crowd at the Ali Pali gig last year, it was a fantastic set. Great set, awful crowd. And that's, that's not the hot chip crowd in general, because everywhere else I've seen them, uh, best of all to the oval space to wherever else it's been a wonderful crowd and do you know what bloody alley pally it took me ages to realize that the oval space wasn't actually in oval and i live in and i live 
near there. Well, it took me to the day of the gig when I arrived in Oval and then got my phone out to look for where the space was and realised it wasn't anywhere near where I was. You were walking towards the cricket ground, weren't you? Yeah. So, just a little bit about this album. Uh, it was released, as we said, in 2012, and it was the fifth studio album from Hot Chip. Uh, it was followed up by uh, Why Make Sense, another great entry in their back catalogue in t- 2015, um, which was then followed up with uh, Bath Full of Ecstasy last year in 2019. Um, we've got 11 tracks plus some further listening uh, to go through, and I'm sure some hilarious musical diversions. Yes, I've got the cheeky girls up my sleeve. <laughs> I'd love to know how you're going to make that particular uh, pop music connection. Um, and of course, there has to be a tenuous link as to why we're talking about it this week. And it's not so tenuous, but just a couple of days ago on the 6th of June, this album turned eight. It was released on the 6th of June, 2012. Uh, should we get stuck in? Yeah, should we there's do so it? much to talk about. Yeah, yeah we've got to. Let's just go for it. So, steady yourself, Dan, because side one, track one, motion sickness. So, Will, I just want to put this out there. That is one of my favourite album openers ever. It's a majestic open to the album. um, And it definitely left me feeling strong and stable, not wobbly and queasy. Oh, strong and stable like our government or? That's a laugh, isn't it? (laughs) That was a few. That was a few years ago when we were strong and stable, wasn't it? Or supposedly. And do you know who wouldn't want us to hear us saying that, or wouldn't mind us joking about that? Hot chip. Very political on Twitter. Very political on Twitter. You definitely know which way they swing. Absolutely. But this song, Motion Sickness, it just the reason I love it as an opener is because it's got that huge intro. It just kind of gradually builds up with these swirling loops. It's got that really amazing. Uh, low hum of brass which I looked into it and I believe that is Terry Edwards on the saxophone there who has worked with Madness and the Blockheads before amongst many others Uh, but it's just such a vintage sound to it as well isn't there? There is. Uh, There's a lot of 80s influence through this album but I think what grabs me the most about this first track is it's a kind of epic sweeping start into an album you can imagine them starting a gig off with this track as well, and that intro to this to this song almost being double the length. Yeah, and I'm livid because, as I said, I, I've seen them. I, I must have seen them half a dozen times at least. I haven't ever seen this song live, and I am absolutely dying to. So, guys, if you're listening, if there's going to be in tour dates next year or late this year, please put this song in there. Please open with it. And. A lot of Hot Chip songs have this brilliant way of feeling very tender, very bittersweet, but at the same time being absolutely pounding. Definitely, yeah. They know how to give us a melancholy masterpiece with a donk on it, and this is one of those. And who doesn't love a melancholy pounding? (laughs) Well, certainly not me. No, 
I certainly can't say me. <laughs> it's a great start. It's a great introduction to the album. And I didn't even have to use the phrase, they really set their stall out, but they totally have. They have. And I just love the idea that it's called motion sickness. They don't ever reference motion sickness in the lyrics, but with how the repetitions of the world was round, the world was round and everything spins, you do get that impression of it spinning round. But uh, as you said, right at the start, not in a kind of... Um, it's less motion sickness, more like a giddiness, like you've just got off the waltzes at the fairground. Yes, yeah, or you've just been through the uh, Hall of Mirrors on the uh, front house. You do enjoy the Hall of Mirrors too much. You can better get you out of there. Well, see, anyway, I can look ordinary, actually, and look normal. But what a way to kick off the album. It's just everything we love about Hot Chip and more. Track two now, and this is How Do... Sorry, How, how, how Do You Do... do you do <laughs> uh and will how do you do because you've stopped asking me at the start of the episode uh, are you okay i'm fine thank you where's this where's this going no you used to ask me at the start of the episode and i was yeah and i was always met uneasy. with a frosty reception so i stopped doing it but i thought it was none of your business but uh <laughs> just the, this title just makes me think i should check in are you okay hon yeah fine Right, let's move on. So, this song. What a great, um, I would say, great pop record. Pop record. Pop record of the week. Um, pop record, we're house music influenced, I think. Massive uh, kind of beat going through that one. And I think whereas Motion Sickness was quite vintage sounding, this one just feel a little bit more cur- uh, current or certainly current of the time, eight years ago. Uh, there's a brilliant video for this, which is uh, quite an elaborate use of green screen. Uh, and also there's a man playing bagpipes. Um, and I'm not sure. I always try and listen out to see if I can hear bagpipes deployed in this track. But I'm not convinced. No, I don't think I can hear them either. What I love about this one, and I think this is true of so many um, hot chip songs, and also a little bit of... Craftwork, who I know are a huge influence on Hot Chip, and actually Hot Chip have remixed uh, Craftwork track back a few years ago. Um, but it's so there's something so structured about part of this song, the beats and the electronic bass and some of the synths. It feels really uh, almost robotic in the best possible way. But then the electric guitar and the vocals add almost add the humanity to it. So it is that that great juxtaposition, I suppose. We can get that in quite early this episode. Of, um, of the electronic and the organic. And this was the second single released from the album um, on September 2012. Post-Summer of Fun. Yes, what a lovely way to come down, though, listening to this song. I don't Definitely. mean not in a druggy sense, obviously. Or, well, it's oh, up, up to you. Free choice, free free country, although don't break the law. It's uh, quite a lot of information there, Will. Quite a lot of uh, grey area. Speaking of grey areas, I see you've shaved your head. 
I think we talked about this last week. Did we? But yeah, I have. I've had a lockdown locks off experience. I didn't go chasing uh, cars around with my umbrella afterwards. So I didn't go full Brittany. But uh, yes, new new year, new me. Or new, same year, same me, really. You're looking less like a badger now. Uh, what, what would you say I do look like? Which animal of farthing wood? Uh, don't say that bloody weasel. <laughs> <laughs> it's more in sort of temperament and uh, attitude, uh, weasel. But I would say more like an otter. Oh, I was, I was thinking you was going to go for a small stoat, actually. <laughs> Before we move on from this song, uh, there's something I love about a lot of songs, and I'm hearing it a lot on this album, and I'm kind of maybe need to go back and just check whether it's something that Hot Chip do with all their songs, but they really wind these songs down. It's, there's nothing comes to a sudden halt. Uh, they really like they build it up and then they take it back down again so you really get to enjoy all of the elements you do really get to enjoy all of the elements like a walk on a moor oh heaven Uh, just like uh, fred west and myra henley what was fred west doing on the moors wasn't he one of the moors murderers myra henley was the moors murderer who did she do it with that bloke ian uh oh ian not ian huntley ian beale <laughs> I know this doesn't really feel very tra- trackable. No, no, no. I think uh, if you're into that sort of thing, maybe there are lots of great true crime podcasts out there. We are clearly not experts in that or current affairs. So, uh... so moving on now to track three, and this is what I said to the boy in the chip shop. Actually, don't deny your heart. Dan, have you ever denied your heart? Uh, yes, frequently. Daily. Oh, really? Yeah. Anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Not for this podcast. Maybe for our um, Lonely Hearts podcast that we do bi-weekly. I, I love this song. The jaunty chorus is so is so fun. What a fun song. Really fun song. And yeah, that chorus, you can just imagine hearing that live and singing along with it. Uh, and it's so it's the music of this one is so 80s you mentioned before that there's a kind of 80s hints throughout the album but with this one the the synths are so bouncy and i was kind of listening to it before and thinking i can hear different bits that could be from different 80s songs like part of it the synths a little bit sound like all night long the guitar is quite choppy that could be some from something like edge of 17 uh, the bass from something like a some sort of michael jackson track or something like that um, it just screams 1980s, which you and I often do as well. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I know we we scream like two 80 year old women. The only thing I take issue with is the football theme video. Now I haven't heard the video, but you were playing this a second ago uh, over our conference call, as we have to record in this day and age. And uh, yes, it seemed a little bit um, off-putting. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot of uh, crowd noise and referee noise over the track. Um, much nicer to hear it clean, isn't it? Mm, yeah. If I want crowd noise and referees and all that kind of thing, I'll listen to Three Lions or Three Lions 98. 
Do you like that? I mean, as a song, it's very catchy. I don't, not, don't really go for football chants. That might surprise you. No, I don't think we've ever ended up drink. And I don't think we've ever finished up a, a session of drinking with uh, chanting and running down the street, ripping our shirts off and beating up anyone we see. No, just beating them off, but never beating them up. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one, it did make me think it could almost have been a cover of an actual 80s song. And then I got thinking about some of the covers that Hot Chip have done, because they've done some amazing ones. They have covered uh, Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye, of course. They've covered Transmission by Joy Division. But one of my favorite covers of theirs is uh, a cover of Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark. And if we're lucky, maybe we could just have a little listen to that now. No, I don't think I prefer that to the Bruce Springsteen version. This is much more up my street. Definitely, yeah. Um, and it also makes me think of, and we've spoken about this song before on our Pet Shop Boys Electric episode. They covered um, The Last to Die, I think it was called, another Bruce Springsteen song, which I love, but I'm not really a Bruce Springsteen song. So I, clearly I like it when electronic acts cover Springsteen songs, but not really the originals. That's a very specific music taste. <laughs> I'll type it into a genre filter on iTunes and see what I get. So track number four, Look at Where We Are. Look at where we are, remember where we started out. Never gonna be without each other's love again. Look at where we are, Obviously, it's well documented on this podcast that I'm not a bigger fan of some of the slower tracks on albums. I don't know what it is about Hot Chip, but they can do something a bit more low-key and subtle, and yet I'll still absolutely love it, like this song. Yeah, absolutely. I can see why, because it has, it, despite the fact that it's so stripped back and so uh, different to everything else we've heard on this album and, and a lot of their other stuff as well, not to say this is the first kind of, ballad type song they've done but um it still has the heart of what makes a fantastic hot chip song in there i think it is in the production the music music production is just you know that's their they're the kings of it and every track is so well polished and crafted uh like this every guitar every uh sample every synth is just not not a thing wasted Definitely. It's um, it's almost like they're, they're still creating an incredible soundscape just with, as you say, the guitar. And of course, Alexis's vocal 
which is just a fantastic, unique uh, vocal. I love his um, voice. I think that's what brings... When I talk about some of the melancholy and tenderness, it's how he vocalises, or sings, even. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it reminds me a little bit, this one, of the kind of production and sound uh, and songwriting you'd get from the XX. Are you a fan of them at all? I'm not a huge fan, but I am familiar with their oeuvre. Yeah. We haven't... I don't think we've ever mentioned them on the podcast, actually. I, I'm a big fan of the XX. Uh, and it just kind of, yeah, it has that kind of echoed melancholy, let's call it. Um, having said all of that, Will, there is a different version of this song, which I'd like to bring to your attention. Maybe you already know, actually, but I'd like to bring it to the listeners' what? attention. Yes. So there is a remix by Major Laser versus Junior Blender. Uh, or it's the Major Laser versus Junior Blender digital drums remix. And if we're lucky... Maybe we can just hear a little bit of that now. So you loved the stripped back version, Will. How do you feel about this one? I really like that. Not to be a yes man, because I never want to be that. But I really like a very different approach to it. Very uh, very laid back. Great beat in there with Major Laser. Um, and I like how they kind of bring a reggae, like, scar sound to that. Because that, despite the fact that Hot Ship have experimented with lots of different sounds, I don't think they've touched on that one before. So, yeah, I really like that one. I like the original, I like that one, like it all. I'm a yes man. You are a yes man. Unfortunately, the boy in the chip show was very much a no man. Yes. He's no man's land. Track five now, and this is These Chains. Since we first made out, we first made out. song that is a very fun song and after the a bit of a breather with look at where we are certainly lifts the mood up again puts a bit of a beat back into things i feel like with this one whereas before we talked about especially on motion sickness that they kind of built the songs up this one i feel like it it, it starts quite full on and then it almost um sort of deconstructs itself in different places throughout the track to let you kind of hear some of the highlights of the different again elements elements is the word of the episode apparently word du jour uh, i know what you mean though i just love just some of those vocal samples that are in there uh it all get, get gels together very nicely and the harmonies some really nice vocal harmonies as well because obviously alexis is the main singer but we do sometimes hear uh, joe singing as well and maybe, does Al sing? I don't think so. But sorry, Al, if you do. There's a great bit as well in the middle of this one where it kind of, 
where the track completely stops. And I think the first time you hear it, you could be mistaken for thinking that that was the end of the song. And then it just leaves it a second or so and then brings it back. We've all been fooled there, haven't we, in the past? With a false ending. A false bottom. Thought it was all over and then more to come. Diarrhea. <laughs> so track number six now, uh, and it's a biggie. Night and day. You know I think about you. Night and Day, my second favourite track on the album. Ah, have we heard your first yet? No, and I have a feeling uh, we might be very much aligned on the favourite on the album. I think we might be blowing from the same... Well, never mind, we'll come back to that. Um, yeah, I can see why, Well, this is just... Uh, a, you know, it was a single for a reason, it's a live favourite for a reason, it's just a fantastic timeless classic amazing hot chip song it's an absolute belter it's got a brilliant attitude the video is really fun as well as all sorts of things going on in that video there's uh do you know what? I, I can't remember the video actually i need to i need to watch them after obviously i do love the chorus on this one because it's so you've got the pre-chorus of the let's way to the chorus of the night and day to the post-chorus of the let's work it you want it all just repeated phrases but it just makes this amazing, so, so catchy sound. And then obviously afterwards, it has that little synth breakdown as well, which I love. I love the chanting of the night and day, night and day. I love the middle eight as well. The, I don't got no ABBA. I don't play no GABA. I like Zap, not Zapper. So uh, I think that's something to do with um, a DJ getting requests, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, well, this was the lead single from the album, wasn't it? Uh, quite right, Dan. Yes, absolutely. It was uh, the first track on the album, the lead single, as they call it. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I just mentioned that, actually, Will. <laughs> um, and it's fair to say uh, it did averagely in the chart, but was raucously uh, accepted and embraced by, by uh, Hot Chip fans and dance music fans alike. Absolutely. And quite, it's always exciting, that first taste of a new album. Because obviously the album that came before this, I think, was One Life Stand, which had a little bit more of a like carnival feel to it almost, I seem to remember, in a lot of the tracks. So this one was a return to, uh, maybe a return to the dance floor, but also uh, with those 80s influences that we talked about. And if you can hear a female voice in there, that's Sarah Jane Skeet on backing vocals for this track. The lovely Sarah Jane Skeet. New friend of the podcast. <laughs> and if you're listening, hello. Hello, Sarah. Hello, lovely. <laughs> that sounds a bit creepy, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't meant to. Honest. So, Danny, are you ready? I think I am ready. For track seven. Uh, and if you're listening along to the album, you just have to listen to the full length of this. It's got a lovely long length to it. This is Flutes. Down with one. I've heard of blood strings 
What a treat. That is, I think, one of my... I don't know how many times I've said this on this podcast series, but it's one of my favourite songs ever. I was going to ask you, but you've just kind of answered it anyway. Uh, is this your favourite hot chip track ever? Uh, I think it might be, yeah. I feel quite confident. It's obviously, so many I love, but I, it blows my mind how good this song is. There's so many things to enjoy in this. Again, the production is incredible. The length of it does make it an epic song with a really slow build-up and a euphoric rise to then a good kind of last third of the song, which is just right up there the whole way through. Uh, and it's, I don't know, I just, I can't fault it. Likewise. And seeing this one live, that build-up is just euphoric. You just, just from those first few like vocal chants and the sort of bits, little bits of percussion, you just know what's coming and you just know that you're in for this huge like seven or eight minute long treat. And also it's clearly a, a, a favorite of the bands because this wasn't even a single. This is just an album track, but it's always on the set list or, you know, touch wood, it will remain on there as well because I just love it. It was released as a promotional single, not as an ah. official single. I'm not going to take back my comment then. No, don't take it back. Uh, just stand by whatever you say. Mm. But it's, yeah, to see it live is to truly appreciate how immense this track is. And it almost, the build up of the song at live, it's almost too much because you're just waiting for it all to kick in. Uh, and it just almost gets too much. You can't, can't, you think you can't take any more, but you always can. They just um, keep pushing their look. Yes. And I love the little sort of dance routine that they do when they're playing this one live. It's almost like a, a simpler Macarena. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't mind you saying that. I'm sure they wouldn't. It's, it's good fun. Good, clean fun. I do love their dancing in videos and on stage as well. It's obviously meant to look highly uh, kooky and unprepared, but I'm sure it's all they know exactly what they're doing. And uh, another thing about hearing it live, actually, and this is the same for a lot of... Hot Chip songs, and this is the same as well for a lot of bands that we like who sort of make dance music like New Order, for example. But I love it how in a live setting, the drums, you kind of hear them a little bit more. And this is one that I love hearing the beat of this one live. I almost want us to play another another clip of it again, but we won't we won't do that. In fact, I think this will be the second time we've played a clip of flutes because I think we played it just because we wanted to in the last Hot Chip episode. So moving on now as loathed as we are, but we did want to be a little bit more concise this week, following feedback from each other, to each other. Yes, from each other. <laughs> We've been gabbing on. We found that recording separately means that we don't have any kind of perception of time and the episodes. We're having to hack away some of the quality content just to make it uh, listenable within an hour. Unfortunately, this is you've missed out on so many wonderful pieces of pop gold so many hilarious jokes and so many uh, insightful thoughts as a result as well. And uh, your poetry, we started to hear some of that in the last couple of episodes, but we well, couldn't keep it in. Well, uh, unfortunately, a new feature, Poetry Corner, which comes after further listening, we've had to cut out every week we've done it because of time. So let's just hope it stays in this week. Yeah, fingers crossed. Track number eight now. Uh, and now, there is nothing. <laughs>
yapping away, fit as a butcher's dog, but making a quite a racket. You, you, you've got your dogs back at the family home, haven't you, Dan? Yeah, various, various family homes with various mutts, yes. Are, um, your, are your dogs as fit as a butcher's dog? Yes, well, I would say so, yes. <laughs> good, that's, that's always good. What a great time to work with fantastic album artwork. And what a brilliant design this album cover is. I would love to have this framed and on my wall. Mm, it's a lovely design. Uh, and it's a it's really hard to describe. So I would say just look at it. Go on, look. Look at it now. And you'll see an intricate uh, design, different shapes in a pattern. Uh, but I love the way it's uh, the colours uh, juxtapose each other. Uh, and then you've just got what looks like a sticker, but don't be fooled, it's not. It's part of the cover, and it says Hot Chip in Our Heads. And this is one, off, quite often I talk about how I would love this as a record, love to frame it. I've got this one on vinyl, so I have had it in the frame, and it does look wonderful. Um, but I got this as part of Vinyl Me Please. Have you heard about this uh, vinyl subscription? No. So they, um, you subscribe for, you can do a month or three months or a year or whatever, and each month they have i think it's like two or three records of the month and they have uh, limited edition colors of vinyl and bits and bobs that come with it so while i was a member not anymore sadly um but while i was a member this was one of the records of the month um so it's got a gorgeous one vinyl is on yellow and one is on a uh, purpley pink what do you think of this track um yeah so we mentioned the dog before that that sample does sound like a dog <laughs> Electronic oh. dog. An electronic dog, like canine, maybe. Oh, yes, um, yeah. Nice reference. Doctor Who reference. Nice reference. Yes, yeah. especially for you there, Will. Um, there's something about this one that reminds me of the Beatles. I think the way it kind of switches between... It sounds like two different songs merged together almost, and it goes from one to the other. So it does feel a little bit more experimental, I guess not in sound, but structure. Um, it's a little bit kind of quite a chilled funk sound to it. Um, and I do like the do-do-do-do's of the lyrics. I don't know if Alexis forgot the words or ran out of things to say, but I do quite like that kind of whimsical thing that happens there. And you hate it, obviously, because you t- talked about the album artwork. I don't hate it. It's just my least favourite song on the album. But I don't hate it by any means. Still very pleasant to listen to. Good. Track number nine now, and we're off to the ends of the earth. as well that is great uh, to be honest well i think i'd forgotten about that one a little bit i remembered about flutes and night and day and all that kind of thing this one is amazing it's up there for me with flutes night and day as my top tracks on the album i love the urgentness of it and the the samples the kind of synthesized vocal samples if that's what they are again we're not musical experts as we always say uh, <laughs> we admit to it <laughs> Uh, but I love it. It's just got a great beat to it and it's just relentless as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. It's relentless. And there's something about Alexis's vocals when it the vocal doesn't come in until almost two minutes into the song, but he almost goes straight in for the attack on this one, which I love. But it's still in his trademark 
at like top of his range. Um, but there's something about the intro, and again, those sort of synth vocally samples that you talked about. It's very Pet Shop Boys, I think, the intro to this one. I can see what you mean. It's very, it's so synthy, it's almost slipped into the Pet Shop Boys' hands. Which I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Um, what, the Pet Shop Boys? Yeah, I think, they'd mm. find, I think they'd be very happy with that comparison. Anything slipping into their hands from the Hot Chip lads, I think they'd be quite happy with that. And when the vocal, when the kind of melody actually comes into the song, there's just something about it that makes me think. It sounds almost a bit like Hot Chip covering like a disco banger, like almost something like a, a Gloria Gaynor or a Donna Summer or something like that, and just them putting their own spin on it because it's so poppy. This, I think it's the poppiest moment on the album. Well, that would be a collab, wouldn't it? Donna Summer... Hot Chip featuring Donna Summer on vocals. Uh, I think it'd have to be a pre-recorded track, sadly, a now. Post- posthumous track. If it suddenly mm. emerged that they'd worked together years ago. Track number 10 now, and this is Let Me Be Him. Let Me Be Him there, really kind of one of the, I think one of the most heartfelt moments of Hot Chip's back catalogue. And I think for the reviews on this album, a few people said it was kind of their most heartfelt collection, the most kind of emotive and honest. And this track is the one that a lot of people talked about. I, again, it's another one that builds up, um, but even in its purest stripped down form, it's absolutely beautiful. Is and I just love the idea of that the lyrics of this one, this idea of let me be him, clearly yearning for someone so much that that you're willing to change. And this lines of uh, my heart, my soul is running away. Um, it's kind of a really different approach to you know wanting someone. Uh, normally you'd hear about you know leave them and come to me. I don't think that's any in any song ever, but um. This is the idea of let me be him. I just find it fascinating. Dan, mm? don't compromise yourself for someone else. Oh, thank you, hon. That's, that means a lot. I thought I might have that printed on a tea towel, like track by track merch, with some oh. inspirational quotes. Uh, or, yeah, we could have that. And we could have, I was thinking something like live, laugh, love or something like that. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? It's just the essence of life there. So we're on to the last track on the album proper. Uh, so this is track 11 now, although track 10 in itself sounded like a amazing place to end an album. This is mm. track 11. So uh, you be the judge. Uh, it's always been your love. Big question is: Is it are we in a peter out situation? Uh, for me, definitely not. For you, will? No, not at all. I love this oh, way. I love God. the way this album ends. 
I love how this is something that's a little bit more kind of indie guitar, um, uh, a different approach, but not a peter out approach. Definitely not. And it, yeah, it feels almost, if this feels like more of a band than a dance band, if Hot Shit would ever indeed call themselves a dance band or a band, but it definitely feels like more of an organic, this kind of, it's quite 70s soft rock. There's that guitar solo, the drum breaks. This um, reminds me of a bit like a, of a Beatles or maybe a George Harrison kind of thing, uh, which wouldn't be the obvious influence that you'd you'd imagine uh, Hot Chip to have. But and and despite all of that, because it's not that's not exactly track by trackable. All of that, it's fantastic. I just love how it, it closes the collection. It closes the collection well, indeed. And just to briefly mention, before we move into some further listening, the performance of the album. Uh, it did really well. So four out of five stars in The Guardian, The Independent, uh, Q Magazine, uh, Enemy. Strangely gave it six out of ten. Don't know what they were on that week. but uh, They're on the way down by that point, I think. Um, and it got to number 14 in the UK album chart. It peaked at number 14 on the UK album chart. And before we do move on anywhere, if we are going anywhere, I just wanted to point out that, uh, of course, Hot Chip produced this uh, themselves, all of their albums until A Bathful of Ecstasy were self-produced, but there was some uh, assistant production, additional production, I should say, and mixing from Mark Ralph, who we've talked about many times on the podcast before. Years and years is always the one that springs to mind, but I know there's been many other times as well. Time for some further listening. Uh, and I think we wanted to stay within this time period for Hot Chip because we will definitely be visiting the boys again soon. So, Dan, over to you. Yeah, so definitely staying within this time period. However, uh, not uh, a release from this album or even the special edition of this album. So this came out in 2012. In 2013, the band released a standalone single called Dark and Stormy. So it's not oh. going to feature on any of our... Uh, track by track episodes uh, of albums so i'd love to have a little bit of a listen to that one Dark and stormy. Uh, I love it. Um, I don't think there's much that Hot Chip have done that I don't really like. Just sound <laughs> like a broken record. Um, but for me, from the two minute mark onwards is when this song really kicks in for me. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, I do agree, but I do love it all as well, as I'm sure you do. Again, broken record. Um, but with that second verse in particular, the the guitar really kicks in and it's almost quite scratchy. And I think that's meant to be maybe the lightning the dark and stormy mood but i think it's great because it does it's quite gloomy it does evoke this kind of dark and stormy picture but at the same time it's such a fantastic got a great beat to it it's, the synths are quite twinkling and you can imagine having a great dance to this one as well you could in starting off very subdued sort of swaying around a little bit and then just going for it yeah it's i love it and the awoos as well are great i was meant to mention i made a note actually to mention awoos but uh you've Beaten me to the awoos. I'm sorry. We can boohoo. We can 
share the Awus together, hun. Will, any further listening from you? Uh, no, nothing for me. <laughs> Thank God, right. Let's close the show. <laughs> I have gone for a remix of uh, one of our favourite tracks off the album, uh, Night and Day. And this is uh, the Two Bears remix. Check the dance moves, it's all going down like fast food. I got Cupid rolling with a harpoon, but she's swimming in my thoughts like a cartoon. It's the sequel part two, I can't express how I feel or start to watch how I drive up the wall in a mark two. Lost like, why did I come into the bathroom? When I'm with her, there ain't much that I can't do. I stay daydreaming, hoping she'll pass through. I got a feeling she might want a glass too, so I get the drinks in, in, and push buttons like R2. Check the dance moves, it's all going down like fast food. Yeah, I might creep off. So that was the Two Bears remix of Hot Chips Night and Day. The Two Bears, of course, one of the Two Bears is Joe Goddard from Hot Chip. So it's quite a quite an incestual remix, maybe. Keep it in the family. Um, but I, I'm a huge fan of all the Two Bears uh, work that they've done together. So much so, I'm going to put an album of theirs on the long list as well. Oh, very good. They've got a great mixture of kind of electro, dance, house, hip-hop on the go, and it's just uh, it's music to my ears. And for this remix, I love the fact... I love it when a remix almost turns a song into something completely different. Yeah. Uh, and the rap by Trim on here that really does that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love the original, but you can imagine the original live would be a kind of amazing dance moment. But hearing this version out in the pubs and clubs or the festival dance tent uh, would be amazing. And the two bears, that is one of our uh, names we were going to call ourselves for the podcast, wasn't it? And then we realised it was taken. Yes, Mummy Bear and Daddy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, of course, we are. We're out of time. So that was Hot Chips in our heads. I really enjoyed that one, Will. Just love it's a very gushy episode, everyone. Well, so sorry I think about a that. great album always makes it enjoyable. Uh, and a bad album always makes it enjoyable. Um, I think it's when we're indifferent uh, is when it's a little bit more... A little exactly. bit more riddle of the road. Middle of the, middle of the, riddle of the mode. <laughs> a little bit more middle of the road. So do let us know what you thought to Hot Chip and in our heads at Track by Track UK. And if you're enjoying what you're listening to, do give us a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and do uh, let us know on Twitter how you're doing, uh, what you're enjoying, what you're listening to at the moment, and what new music you're also enjoying. We love to hear from you all. And don't forget to check out every Saturday the Track by Track new music drop where we are celebrating some new music. Who knows, by the time this goes out, we might have some more Hot Chip or Two Bears or another Joe Goddard remix. Oh, that would be absolutely lovely. Uh, Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next? Yes, so next week, it's the second time we're talking about this New York uh, disco camp incredible band. And this is their third album we're going to be talking about. We skip, We did the debut last time, we're skipping ahead to the third. Very excited about that one. It's going to be a very fun episode if the last time we talked about them is anything to go by. So, until next time... I've been Joe Goddard. And I've been Trim. Goodbye. I wish. Goodbye. Very dull man. <laughs>
and I'm going to leave I'm sure that. he wouldn't mind you saying that. <laughs>